Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone after the Utah Jazz. A brilliant first quarter. Then they just get hammered in the third quarter, and it feels like the Atlanta has found the answer and is going to power through the Jazz. But no, the Jazz find an answer to that and put it together a brilliant fourth quarter in what is arguably the Jazz' best win of the season. We're talking about it coming up on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone. And Ron, uh, I'm super impressed tonight because the third quarter by Atlanta, they outscore the Jazz 32-13. to They score on, I believe, 16 of 17 possessions. They missed eight shots to start the quarter. They went, I think, started the night 14 of 22. They got their own rebound on all eight of them. The Jazz literally had one stop, I think, for the first about 15 or nine minutes of the quarter, and then somehow regained control of the game. Like, that's a resiliency that you just don't see from a lot of groups. Well, they were outscored by, what, nine? They were up by nine at the half, and then got outscored 36 to 22. Uh, It was a steady diet of of Trey Young uh, getting into the paint, Lobs at the rim, and then he probably had one of his better shooting nights tonight. He got up 28 shots, and and I, and I thought that was it. Um, the straight line drives is what I was really concerned with. Now, the Jazz end up getting 50 points in the paint. Incidentally, it was 111 points scored in the paint between two teams wow. tonight. That's, that's quite a bit. But the, the Jazz won this basketball game strictly by what we've been seeing for the most part all season long, and that is that three-point shot. It's just been unbelievable. Real A mammoth advantage. They had 17 threes. Atlanta hit eight. So the Jazz had a 27-point advantage outside the three-point line. Ron, let's go back. Third quarter, they, they go on this run. The, Jazz, the Hawks actually don't score in the final five possessions of the third quarter. So the game changes. And then the Jazz, they don't score. They only score on four of their next 12. So they actually go four of 17 in a stretch there. After scoring on 17 straight, I think it was, or 16 of 17. What changed? What did the Jazz change in this game at late in that third quarter? I, I thought the change was a substitution. Uh, putting someone in. Olenek just had one of those nights where he could not defend what the, the Hawks had out there on the floor. I mean, he couldn't stay in front of anyone. Rightfully so. He's six foot eleven. Why should he be able to stay in front of a six foot one uh, guard or maybe a six foot four uh, a guard there in, in Murray? That's just basketball. So you, you make changes. Uh, Tucker comes in, a little life. They start pushing the ball up the floor, a couple of big shots, and then they close the third quarter uh, getting ready for the fourth quarter. So the, the, they actually got it done in that fourth quarter. Some fun little storylines here. Obviously, Walker Kessler returning home. He plays very, very well. He's very vital in the game. Malik Beasley returning home. He hits a bunch of threes. The play of the night is Talon Horton Tucker blocks what would have been a layup. I'd have to go back and look at the score at the time. Runs it down himself, leads the break, and finds Jordan Clarkson, who I had just said seems a bit discombobulated. Clarkson calmly then buries the three. That changed the game. I'd have to go back and find it, and I can. But, Ron, to me... That was the kind of hustle play the Jazz needed at that moment, and that was then got Jordan going, and Jordan had another 20-point game. Yeah, big block. And, and it, you notice one, once he blocked the shot, he still had to run it down, but he had to make sure both feet was in bounds uh, before he touched the basketball. 
Then he pushes the ball up the floor. Jordan Clarkson gets his sixth, I think that was his sixth or his fifth three-point fifth three point shot from that left corner, and that was probably the biggest shot of the night. That play happens with 7.22. Horton Tucker misses a layup. Clarkson misses a three with 7.15 left. Trey Young takes it down the court in six seconds, and Horton Tucker blocks the shot that would have given Atlanta a one-point lead with seven minutes left. Instead, the Jazz went up four with seven minutes left when Jordan Clarkson then six seconds later hits the three and the Jazz would never trail the game again. So that was the difference between going down and then instead the Jazz end up taking the lead um, at that moment. So that is that is unquestionably the play of the game tonight by Taylor Horton Tucker um, and, and what they did. Now, go ahead. This is our 13th game of the season. And we have seen time after time in those 13 games Regardless if they win or lose, they just keep fighting. And tonight, could have easily, on the road, just, okay, you know, we're on the road, we're going to lose this basketball game. We're, we're down at the half. I'm after three quarters, uh, 63, of, well, they're, they're, yeah, 85 to nine. They were down five. Yeah. And they could have easily. You've just been outscored 36-22 in the quarter. Right. Um, and then they just fought back, man. They just get it done. Beasley's fourth quarter with those four three-point shots really make a difference. Malik playing at home plays brilliantly in, in that stretch. Alright, let me take just the one like concern for a second. Everyone's watching us closely. There were 16 scouts here tonight across the NBA. <laughs> all of a sudden we're getting I, 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 I don't know if it's all because like they're trying to figure out what we're doing or whether that just happens to be. Atlanta's a basketball hit. Hub Philadelphia plays here tomorrow, so they're, like you can come and see two games back to back. I think there's a lot of reasons why people were here. Well, but, we played Philadelphia a couple few days ago. I would imagine right. their scouts was here getting ready for for the Jazz. So, as well. is there anything about that third quarter, which is the first time we've really seen this team get completely yeah. rocked, right. that is replicable by other teams that we're going to begin to see a lot? Yeah, it, it was definitely the pick and roll there in the middle of the floor. The Jazz were not switching on that. Uh, they were just, they were trying to fight over. Uh, remember I said, you know, in the shoot-around report that they were not going to switch and they were just going to drop the big. And, and Trey was able to get into the paint and, and, you know, make some things happen. He would either score, yeah, he's, guys getting some three-point looks, or a lob at the, at the paint there for Capella, who ended up with, uh, with seven for 13 from the field, ended up with 15 points there as well, 19 rebounds. So he had a great basketball game because of what Trey was able to do. I don't know that I love always going back to the other comparisons, and I do think there's a tremendous amount of revisionist history going on about what the last few years were like. People saying this is their most favorite team ever, I think have forgotten that we had the number one seed and was like the most incredible run two years ago. But Forrest makes a comment that that Gobert-Mitchell team wouldn't have, wouldn't have been able to bounce back from this. And I, I think there here's, here's the one thing I would say that I think there's a fairness to what the difference between these two teams. This team has no scars yet. The, the other team, by the end, had had enough losses and enough bad experiences and enough that the, the, the scar just kept getting ripped out and bleeding, Is if I use that analogy. Th- this team doesn't have scars yet. They, they don't have it. And so you're right. They, they have this incredible, like, fight to them right now as a group, and they love playing together, and they're a little bit of, like, this ragtag kind of chip-on-their-shoulder group that is is thriving in these circumstances. Let's look at this lineup, and, and since you want to compare last season to this season, and the number of shooters that the Jazz have compared to last season, 
number of guys that can shoot the three-point shot. Markinen, Olenek, even Vanderbilt's knocking down some threes. Clarkson and Conley, that's four guys. If you take a, a Vanderbilt out in the, in, the, in the starting lineup, that's four guys in the starting lineup that can shoot threes. Now you got Sexton, Beasley, Tucker, um, and Rudy Gay, you know, if he gets the minutes out there on the floor, you got about eight guys that can flat out shoot the three-point shot that can really make a difference. And that is such a big separator. And, and well, for the most part, it gets you in basketball, gets you back in basketball games there as well. This game was so exciting, we're forgetting about the first half. And I thought there was some really interesting thing. Like, Nate McMillan had an interesting phrase before the game where he said, every catch is live. Yes. In other words, every guy on our team catches the ball that can do something with it. The Jazz ran by Atlanta in the first half of this game by making every rebound live. In other words, they got every defensive rebound. The guy got the rebound and went. And the Jazz were just coming down Atlanta's throat time and time again early in the first half of this game. Marketing was the benefactor. He had a massive first quarter with 16 and 21 in the first half. But we, the signature that's unique to this team right now is you get a rebound and you turn around and you go. You're not waiting for anybody else to go get the ball. Regardless who gets the rebound, go. And you see Vanderbilt do that quite a bit. Markkinen's done it. All of our bigs do it. And you expect Conley and 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 uh, Clarkson to do it, but our bigs do it there as well. And the great thing about that is they get right into something. You know, it, it's not like like I said during the air. They're not waiting for give the ball to Conley or to the point guard to get into your offense. Their offense is designed to where you just get right into something, and that that works for them. All right, time for the stars. There have been a lot of votes. I I saw uh, Lacey put her votes out there already tonight for her stars. Two stars tonight for the Utah Jazz. This one's interesting because Lowry Markkinen was dominant in the first half. Hard to ignore. Um, Jordan Clarkson makes a ton of plays on a night where he was kind of all over the place at times. Mike Conley has 13 assists on a night where he struggles. Malik Beasley has 18 and 6 threes. And Walker Kessler had a pretty darn good night. Plus 14, 12.6 rebounds and assists and three blocks Two school buses of high school kids watching him and over 100 tickets for family and friends. Where are your stars going tonight, Ron Boone? I'm going Beasley, Tucker. Tucker? Tucker because of when they took uh, Olenek out, he made the difference in the comeback there in late in the third and into the fourth quarter. And then you saw what Beasley was able to do. I mean, the, he made some huge three-point shots in the ball game, especially there in the fourth quarter. He had four three-point shots. He only set six points at the half, ended up with 18. That's that. Those are my two. Forrest and Lacey voted for the Georgia tandem of Kessler and Beasley. <laughs> I got one of them right then. I might vote Walker, Kessler, and Beasley because I think Walker, Kessler's rim defense changed the game as much as anything else. Yeah. That's a good one. Right. I like that as well. Okay. You guys vote on YouTube in the comment section of what you think. A remarkable win. I'm going best win of the year. You're not quite willing to go there. I like the, yeah, that, that's, I agree with that. It's probably the best win. But I really like those overtime. You know, you're looking at a young team that's been just put together and they pull off two overtime victories. Hard to you know, quibble. Hard to quibble with Hard that. to quibble with that. Yeah. And New Orleans is really good. I'll take, and, and by the way, the same resiliency we saw here. In New Orleans, they have the New Orleans game under control. They fall apart, and then they win in overtime. So it matches that as well. Great wins. They're 10-3. and three. They're number one in the West. They get two nights off, which is great. They have not had two days off in a long time, playing three games and four nights again. 
and head to Washington, and Bradley Beal's in health and safety protocol. We'll see if he's out by the time the Jazz get there. And then another back-to-back. They play Philadelphia on Saturday, on Sunday. Thank you very much. This has been Postcast. I'm David Locke. He's Ron Boone. Have a great one.